Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to begin to know your intuitive sixth sense and connection to universal energy. And I am delighted to welcome Elaine Clayton, a return guest to the show, to discuss her new books, A Little Bit of Angels and A Little Bit of Fairies, which shares the magic of life forces that bring love and beauty to our hearts and help us find our path to remembrance. Hello, Elaine, and thank you for sharing more of your positivity and delightful joy with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I feel so lucky. Oh, that's wonderful. Elaine, as listeners of Healing from Within are so well aware, my guests and I, we like to share our intimate experiences and awareness of metaphysical factors that may not be readily seen but are felt and known by many of us as soon as we begin to quiet our minds and allow universal energy to reconnect within us and remind us that we are spiritual beings having a physical exchange with the universe and our hopes are to refine our energy while also developing a greater working relationship with our mind, body, and spirit for evolution and for rediscovering our magnificent personal power for creation. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Elaine, who is a writer, illustrator, artist, and gifted psychic, will show us how angels warn us, protect us, and she will show ways for an angelic intervention and give us practical advice for working to foster empathy, creativity, and forgiveness. We will also learn how to distinguish between angels and fairies and how fairies came to be as we discover the coexistence of animals and fairies in nature. Elaine, you may remember I always love to ask my guests to think back to their earlier life and remember a person, a place, or an event that is still meaningful in the work they do now and in the lifestyle they enjoy as an adult. So think back to mm. an earlier time. I Yeah. I have a couple of really important memories that I think led me down the path of a mind-body-spirit sort of orientation. Um, one is that I would just draw people from a really, really young age, sit down and kind of make up people. I like building families and pretending, you know, that they had... I, at, while I created a face, I would know who the person was what they liked and didn't like, where they lived, you know, so forth and so on. And that became so real to me that I understood that what we create actually is real. It isn't uh, something silly or just, um, you know, an extra thing that we can ignore if we want. It's, it's actually very um, impactful. It's has a, it, it, You build emotional momentum when you create and... So I think that just spending time going inward like that, yet expressing outward in a way that really... So in other words, you discovered at a very early age that your thoughts were reality. You wrote, I cannot recall a time when I did not believe in angels. 
Certainly my conditioning in early childhood included an awareness of angels for which I am very grateful. Growing up with a sense of some kind of atmospheric other, I was open to the presence of divine helpmates, even though they were remote or for the most part invisible. For example, the door or wind blowing a door open for me at just the right moment was really an agent of the wind or an angel's hands aiding me. I reflect on the days of my life and see how I imagined the unseen, not only within us, but within the spaces between us, between each other and objects to be filled with the force of love. And, you know, I'm writing a new book now, New Life Awaits, and I share many stories of people who have had challenging moments and have been aided by what they find out to be living angels who were there to help them and not there when they went to find them again. And in readings I share with clients as an intuitive medium, I have felt and sensed in my inner vision angels of various sizes emanating colorful rays of light and warmth and protection and peace, as well, of course, overwhelming love. So we know that they're real, but people will say, are there really such things as angels? And how can a person begin to become aware of them? So what would you say to them? Well, I think that each of us have to kind of find our own special route to that, but there are some simple ways that we can experience it more immediately to get into the mode of being receptive. Um, there's a chapter in here or a section that where I say, you know, if you want them to come here, you have to go there. We have to really open our hearts to the idea, and one of the best heart-opening, easy access points is just go outside uh you know go outside where you can see leaves and trees and little uh patches of moss or stones it doesn't have to be a beautiful setting it just has to be out there where there are some things growing it's just like the talmud says you know every blade of grass has an angel urging it to grow grow that's true. Every single growing speck out there, and even the rocks, you know, the stones, the soil, that all is permeated with, with this source and this love also. And I think children know. They, they go skipping right outside. They, they feel the exhilaration. They're not disconnected from it. We tend to um, be so in our heads that it's not hard to go out, for example, and walk the dog, let's say, and stomp around never seeing the sky, never appreciating the beauty uh, all around with the branches and the shadows of the trees and all that. But that's one of the easiest ways to sort of begin to open to this spiritual awareness and communication of the life that is available to us in an angelic form. That, that's one of my easiest sort of approaches. Well, you want to know, you just mentioned children become aware of things. When my granddaughter was about two and a half, she used to constantly tell me that there was a little pink grandmother across uh, in the house across the street that would talk to her. And I showed her a picture of my mother who was in spirit, and, uh -huh. and I said, does she look like this? 
And oh, she says no, no. She is very small, and she uh-huh. says she's my pink grandmother. So uh-huh. you also wrote, Elaine. Angels are real, and you've got one. In fact, you've got many. You have an angel for anything necessary, which means you've got different angels according to different phases and needs throughout your life. And this is very true. Over the years, many intuitive people have floated into my life and given me messages that aided in my spiritual development. I was in a workshop in Toronto many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, and uh, I was told by a guide that there was um, an Amish man, angel, Mm -hmm. Joshua, and he was helping me with uh, my writing, and she even drew a picture and later when I returned to teaching in an inner city school another medium told me that my guide was Jackson and one day there was a dangerous situation there was a big fight with the upper grade students mm-hmm. and a brutal fight and and I, and I, I was alone there were no other teachers and I, I just screamed out in a, a voice that seemed unlike my own stop that and they immediately stepped away from each other, and they seemed shocked, like they uh-huh. didn't know what happened. So I was very grateful to have uh, that help from Jackson. So our angels are our guides and teachers, and if anyone were to reflect on the challenging times, I believe most people would be able to remember being helped in what seemed mysterious and almost heavenly ways. Now, you write, Elaine, that whether defying earthbound scientific laws of nature or working through those same laws, happenstance and blithe providence is the prediction of angels for the benefit of humankind. So tell us one of your own interactions with your angels. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I've had some fun ones where, you know, because they actually have really good personalities, um, and they, they range from very serious, uh, very um, jovial and relaxing, if that's what you need, uh, to the luminous and the, I guess, how do I blissful is what I would say. Uh, and others are kind of working through people the way that you have described that you know yeah. someone says the right thing and and you know when you were able to say stop that with the fight the really dangerous brutal fight they didn't even hear your voice they no. heard that angel's voice i heard it too yeah you've probably really felt it because there's no way they would just stop and be afraid you know and back off they saw something they were aware of something else mm-hmm. there absolutely all yeah. right, but you tell a story, Elaine, and, okay. and my sister told me this same story. You tell the story of being on a lonely Georgia highway, and uh, this car spun out, and you ended up in a ditch. You remember right. that story? Yeah, that was a really interesting one um, because there was n- there were no other cars anywhere. This guy driving wasn't really being very safe, and car spins um, in a ditch, and lo and behold, right then, a tow truck guy pulls up (laughs) out of nowhere, nowhere, (laughs) you know, and when I pondered this while I was writing the book, I thought, well, he was an angel to us, period, no doubt, um, because as the sun went down, this would not have been a good good situation, Right. Um, 
But I then I and I play with this in the book. What if we were an angel to him too? Maybe he needed an extra fifty bucks that day or something. So sometimes you don't really know all about how you know. You know, there's a little mystery in there. Um, you don't really know the ways in which you may be helping and be being in the role of an angel for others. But um, the one that I love the most also is addresses your other question, which was how to how to open to having angel experiences. And what happened was um, I decided one day when some things weren't going my way to not have a bad mood about it. Therefore, I allowed an angelic event to happen that just makes me smile every time I think of it. So it was... Early on in the school year, my youngest son was in high school. He wasn't driving yet, so I had to take him to school. And he said, Mom, the tire is flat. Now, this is before, this is a little bit before 7 a.m., right? Mm -hmm. He's not in a great mood. He's so responsible that he, of course, decided to change the tire. Well, he discovers the, the, the spare tire is also flat. So he puts it on, and I drive on the spare to his school. And because the spare was also flat, I, I really couldn't just drive around on the spare and go to a t tire store somewhere later in the day or later in the week, which I would have normally done. So instead, I went to uh, the Toyota dealership about a block away. And I'd been there before, but I, I go in, and there's this guy in there. I, the whole time, I just decided this is not going to be a bad day. I am not going to get in my uh, normal bad mood over a flat tire. I am going to just be happy about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was really important because it's so easy to see all these things as negatives and get really, in, you know, mope around or be angry you know, every curse word you could think of. And instead, I just decided I wasn't going to do that. And I went into the dealership, and this great man that worked there, he, he was so fun. He said, uh, so what's your problem? He got his little computer, and I said, well, I have a flat tire today. And he looked at me with a little smile like, it's not your day. And then he said, okay, and what about your spare? And I said, well, that's flat too. And we started laughing. And then... He said, well, what's the name, you know, that we would have in our system here? And I said, oh, that's probably my ex-husband's name. And that was just super funny also because it just seemed like, I, you know, all these things were happening that could be embarrassing or upsetting or whatever. And so he, he says, well, we'll take care of it. And he had me go wait in their little waiting room. And they kept playing on the TV this uh insurance commercial that drives me out of my head and I thought oh god I could get in a bad mood again just for having to sit here watching this but I decided not to be in a bad mood a little bit later he comes in and he says all right you need you know what you didn't have any oil your engine would have locked up I'm so glad you came in here today because we were able to give you oil so your car is not going to now be ruined forever. So many times that happens. Something happens that looks like it's really bad, but really it's an opportunity for something good to come out. 
And exactly. Said, so that's what happened. The angels or guides um, made this happen in the way it ha- happened so that in the end it was good for you. And, and there was a cherry on top because I said, oh, okay, oh, my gosh. He said, we fixed the tire and we fixed your flat and we fixed your oil situation. And I said, oh, how much is this? And he said, oh, it's no charge today. <laughs> and they don't do that. Do then I? you know it's really an angelic and divine intervention. It's I love it. Fun. That's it's wonderful, fun. wonderful. But let's go on, too. You discussed the global idea that uh, positive and negative angels do exist. Can you tell us something about that? Well, if you go back to the origin of, of angels, we're going into ancient Jewish mysticism. And we live in a duality, don't we? So we have light and shadow. And what what is sad, and I, you know, it's hard for us, and, it, and it's actually, when it's sad, it can be corrected, so it can be a good thing. But what why I said it's sad is, it's sad that we can, with our thoughts and our intentions, create what I would like to call negative angels. Um, the Kabbalist, who is my teacher, describes it somewhat like that as well. That that when we have our, we develop our, you know, our actions based on our thoughts and our feelings, and when those are negative or they bring harm, intentional harm or disregard to others, it's as though you are creating a momentum, a spiritual momentum. It's like creating little angelic presences that will aid you in being nasty or mean or whatever. Um, so you can see where... Uh, you know, one negative thing leads to another, leads to another, leads but to another. But you know what? These negative angels can also bring your strengths and weakness into full view, and then you have the opportunity uh, to better your life and expand your consciousness. So they're tools. All of the angels well, are tools of, for transformation. All of it is. I yes. think that duality that we have in the pain and the misery and the agony and the the injustice, all of that is part of reaching heights of illumination mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. through our lives. I would say through our lives. Um, because, you know, we don't know the light without the shadow in our duality, do we? No. It's no. very hard. I mean, thank God we do have opportunities to learn from those shadow experiences. If we didn't learn... We would keep going until we did because eventually we all do learn. And that and it may take thousands of years. It may take many lives. But our souls are here to do this. Now, I don't understand all of the reasons why. But, you know, the story that I told about the two flat tires is a perfect example of building the momentum toward angelic presences that make good things happen. Yeah. So you know we, what I believe? I, I kind of have come to believe doesn't matter good or bad right or wrong there's just experience and i think that every great discovery whether it's in science music art or literature is sort of 
been inspired by the messengers of the universe, call them guides or angels, holy vibrational beings, God or the divine, because we're never really separate from that source of connection to this creative force. And they surround us and support our human journey. So if we allow them, accept them and surrender to the divine plan, we're going to be infinitely healthier, more joyful, productive, we're going to have better experiences happen to us, and we have to get past this physical world, societal training, religious differences, and economical pursuits to really merge with these angels and fairies and all the good forces of life in the universe that help us to remember ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now- Actually, and and we're not even, not only are we not separate from that creative life force, we are that. Mm -hmm. And really, the only real thing really is love and wholeness. And all this other stuff is, you know, like you said, learning experiences. But when we feel wrong, when we feel that we see people being mistreated in a way that truly makes them suffer, it's hard to see that well, these are just bad or good experiences. We, you know, we really get involved, and and sometimes we're called to, uh, you know, be active and make change happen. That may be partly what someone is uh, born for. Um, for someone else, it may be they're born uh, to have the experience of being the one to be helped or whatever. We certainly go in and out of um, life phases, so we play different roles. We have different levels of consciousness. So even where we may not ever all agree, there may be some people of certain religious persuasions that would think we're evil for talking about angels or fairies at all. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I wish we could all join together and just say, hey, there's only love, but everyone's idea of that can differ. So all we can do is be true to what we know is um, within ourselves true. Very well said, because we have... Our ego-based reality, beliefs, and all these structures that take us away from the truth of our heart-based wisdom or mm-hmm. beingness. And yes, and it's okay. Everyone becomes aware in their own time, in their own experience, whether it's good or bad. They need to go through it. They need to share. They need to, if they can be open to other people, they will learn. And they mm-hmm. will they will find what we're talking about here to be the truth uh, mm-hmm. and and the reality of life that there are so many creative life forms around mm-hmm. us helping us part of us and we're part of them and that's the whole universe. Now, what do you want readers to take away with them after reading both your books, a little bit of angels and a little bit of fairies? Well, I would love it if people felt that they aren't separate from all this love and beauty, if they felt that it is possible to, no matter how in despair you may be, to connect with the divine source in a playful and creative way especially, because that is our true nature also, like the child, you know. Um, I would love it if, if um, and I wouldn't want to tell anyone what to think or believe, but I would just love it if people felt that sense of connectedness spiritually because I think that's what heals us and, and sets us up for, a, you know, transcendental, transformational experiences so we aren't stuck in um, pain, 
That's basically what I would want people to feel an abundance, a sense of, you know, that they bring a, a gift to the world that no one else can bring quite like they can. Absolutely. A whole life is moving from fear of pain to joy and positivity and, and transformation and growth. So, yes, whenever you gave some ways people would know if the angels or guides are around them, things like your favorite number popping up or the person you just spoke of calls or your favorite animal in the wild just runs right in front of you and you dream certain things and then you wake up and you see it in your waking life. This is happening to everyone. We're all having this synchronicity and coincidences and little messages from spirit or angels and our guides. Uh, but when you start to pay attention, then it seems to happen more and more and life becomes more magical and wonderful because you're a part of the flow of life and the truth and you're not, uh, you know, denying the, the positive yeah. aspects of all this beauty and wonderment. So I want to thank you, Elaine Clayton, author of A Little Bit of Angels and A Little Bit of Fairies, for sharing beautiful insights and accurate research into the age-old question that has captivated many of us for all of eternity. Who supports us in this physical world? Our need to find the esoteric, spiritual, and magical forces of energy and beings that help and guide us and love us as we explore the issues and emotions of human life lead us directly to the angels and fairies. To purchase this beautifully written and informative series of books, go to elaineclayton.com or Amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discovered what perhaps we have always known, that life is not random and we are not alone, for like children who have parents, teachers, and leaders to guide them to maturity and self-awareness, the universe or divine provides us with the universal laws of energy and beings like the angels, fairies, and guides who help us along the way to discover we can move through the challenges of this three-dimensional physical reality. And it's not necessary to suffer or worry, just to ask for help and pay attention to the messages that come into our thoughts and hearts when we most need most need a helping hand we are equipped with everything we need within at the time of our birth for a successful healthy life journey but simply need to recognize or acknowledge once again our soul divinity and flow in the stream of life elaine and i would have you begin to remember your dreams, coincidences, and the feeling in your body that alert you to the presence of our celestial helpers and awaken you to the joy and love that they bring to each of us, no matter what state of mind or difficulty we face. They are there and very much hoping you discover them. I am 
Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of The Living Spirit, and I invite you to visit my website to read about and listen to metaphysical authors, scientists, spiritualists, and healers share the magic of our world in order to heal and protect as we move ahead to a clearer future. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you. Thank you so much.